Hi, my name is Cody, and I'm on a mission to break the silence of domestic violence and sexual assault. This production is brought to you by Bolton Refuge House, which is located in Wisconsin. At Bolton Refuge House, we create a safe space through programs and services for all persons impacted by domestic violence, intimate partner violence, and sexual assault, and advocate for social change. One common symptom experienced by people who are either in or who have been in an abusive relationship is anxiety. Believe it or not, PTSD has been known to form for people who have been in toxic relationships. Just think about that for a minute. Who comes to mind when you think of PTSD? Probably something like a battle-hardened veteran or a firefighter who was at ground zero on 9-11. We don't typically think about domestic violence or sexual assault victims. That's why I thought for this episode, let's mix it up a bit and go over some techniques to calm our anxieties. But first, if the mission to end domestic violence resonates with you, consider donating your time to volunteer with Bolton Refuge House. Volunteering can take on so many different roles. If you have a specific skill, interest, or credential, it is likely we have a volunteer need that aligns with that. Some recent volunteer work we've had completed with us includes lawn care, building maintenance, interior painting, gardening, cleaning the interior buildings, bringing a therapy animal in for a rewarding visit, childcare, organizing donations, and arranging furniture. We have a court watch program in which we rely on volunteers to observe and sit in on domestic violence and or sexual assault trials and report the content of the proceedings and final decision made by the court. This is important for several reasons. It helps us capture necessary data related to domestic violence and sexual assault cases and how they are handled, while showing support for the victim of those crimes, as well as showing those involved closely with the court system that the community cares about the outcome and process of these cases. A fun upcoming volunteer need includes helping out at a petting zoo we are bringing to Bolton. Volunteering can be done as a solo activity or can be done with a group of friends, co-workers, family, or other community members. There are many people who even travel to provide support for nonprofits and other organizations across the country. If you are interested in reading up about some of our current volunteer needs, check out our website at boltonrefuge.org under Get Involved and Volunteer. Getting experience within the sector of a nonprofit organization is something many people are interested in. It's not uncommon for a volunteer to enjoy the environment and mission of an organization so much that they either become a lifelong volunteer or start a career in a related organization. If your interest lies in becoming even more involved with our mission and day-to-day operation here at Bolton, we have volunteer positions that can involve co-facilitating support groups, provide supportive listening to individuals, and answering crisis calls. Volunteer work is such a crucial part of the work nonprofits are able to accomplish, and the direct support we receive from volunteers is what allows victim advocates and related workers to continue providing support and services to those most in need. We truly appreciate the work volunteers do, and that holds a lot of weight to us as individuals who want nothing more than to be able to do the most possible for those in our community. Now, back to the podcast. Before we begin, I'd like to explain that everyone suffers from anxiety. Yes, even you, Matthew McConaughey, but... That doesn't mean you suffer from an anxiety disorder. For the folks that don't suffer from an anxiety disorder, let me try to quickly put you in the mindset of someone who does. I want you to think back to that last time you watched a scary movie, and then try to go to sleep immediately after. Even though you knew the movie wasn't real, 
I probably took you a while to get to sleep. You may have kept glancing at the dark corners of your room. Maybe you were questioning why your closet door was open. Now, I want you to imagine having that same feeling when you're at work, in the middle of the day, just because of a harmless comment someone made. And that's what it can be like to have an anxiety disorder. Now, anxiety disorders can form due to a number of reasons. It can be due to past traumas or simple genetics. That's simple in air quotes, by the way. So if you're listening to this, thinking, big whoop, I just get over what's bothering me and press forward to that person, I say, good, I'm happy to hear that, but not everyone's in that place. So please keep an open mind. With all that said, whether you're suffering from an anxiety disorder or not, I think this episode can be beneficial for you. The first technique I'm going to share with you is a grounding technique. The point of grounding is to get you away from whatever negative thoughts or flashbacks you're having and focus on the present moment instead. Think of it as separating your present self from the past. So, an example. Let's say you're a handsome podcaster trying to get your next podcast done for work, but you're having trouble concentrating because you keep thinking about when you were out eating a couple nights ago, specifically when the server gave you your food and said, enjoy your meal, and you replied, you too. And now this awkward exchange is all you can think about. For the individual in this completely hypothetical scenario, I recommend they try some grounding, specifically the 5-4-3-2-1 technique, which I will walk us through now. Oh, and feel free to try this yourself while I go through the steps. First, it's preferable if the individual who is doing the 5-4-3-2-1 method gets in a relaxed state. Then, the individual will acknowledge five things they can see. This could be the trees passing by as you drive, maybe there's birds flying out your window, really anything like that. Next, four things you can feel. Again, maybe the steering wheel, the cushion in the seat you're sitting in. Three things you can hear. Maybe the hum of the radio. Birds singing. Then, two things you can smell. Unless you're in your car with your kids, then maybe skip this step. And finally, one thing you can taste. And, there you have it. That's the 5-4-3-2-1 grounding technique. Now let's say you're having trouble concentrating, and you just can't focus on doing the grounding technique for whatever reason. That's okay. You could try a simple breathing technique instead. Breathing techniques can go a long way for some people, and they're just as simple as grounding. Breathing techniques involve you breathing in for X amount of seconds, holding it, and slowly exhaling for X amount of seconds. The point of this one is to calm your fight-or-flight response. That's the response our body has when it thinks it's in a life-or-death situation, or whenever we think we've dropped our phone in the toilet. Regardless, I guarantee we've all felt this response before. However, for folks that suffer from anxiety, they may have this response trigger more often and more intensely than other people. When people experience an intense fight-or-flight response, when there's really no danger around, this can be categorized as a panic attack. So, with that said, I'm going to take us through the 4-7-8 breathing technique. It starts with taking a slow breath in for 4 seconds, Holding it for 7 seconds. And finally breathing out for 8 seconds. You'll continue doing this until you feel yourself beginning to calm down. Once you're calm, it's not a bad idea to try that grounding technique again. You can of course adjust your breathing if need be. 
The point is to focus on your breathing to calm yourself down, not to pass out. That then brings us to my greatest foe, meditation. I hate meditation. I don't have the patience for it. I don't like setting time away to meditate. And the times I do try it, I leave the experience feeling more stressed. But I did say the point of this episode was to go through the different stress relief techniques. So here we go. The point of meditation is to reduce our stress, relax, and keep our anxieties in check by taking a quiet moment away from, well, away from everything. Think of it as your time away from the outside world. And surprise, when meditating, you'd be using similar techniques to the ones we've already gone through to ground yourself during the meditation process. Some people may think they have to sit in the middle of a room, cross-legged, humming to themselves in order to meditate. And yes, this is certainly a way to do it, but you could also sit in your favorite chair in a quiet room or draw a bath and get the same results. The important thing is to just schedule a time to do it. Oh, and it may sound silly to some that we'd need to schedule a time to get away and force ourselves to relax, but as a type A personality myself, I can say yes, we have to force ourselves to relax, and that's okay. Lastly, this is less of a technique and more of a suggestion. You could try counseling. The best part about counseling is you don't have to be suffering from any mental illness to try it. However, if you do have something like an anxiety disorder, counseling could be very beneficial for you. It can help you gain an understanding of your emotions, teach you how to deal with your stress, and help you overcome your anxieties. Two heads are better than one, after all. And, in the end... Counseling just gives you a partner to help you along your way of better understanding yourself. Now, if these techniques helped you, that's great. I'm glad this episode is beneficial for you. And, if they did nothing for you, that's okay too, because truth be told, these techniques aren't the end-all be-all when it comes to battling anxiety. And don't feel bad if the things that you do to de-stress are seen as unconventional to others. Really? As long as you're not hurting yourself or others, it's no one's business what you do to de-stress and work your way through your anxieties. Lastly, if you feel like your anxiety or PTSD is out of control, and you feel like you're in a crisis situation, then I encourage you to reach out to the 24-7 Mental Health Crisis Hotline. That number is just 988. With that said, thank you for listening. I hope you have a good day or night. Please remember, you're not going through this alone. Until next time. Oh, and uh, namaste. If you or someone you know is affected by domestic violence or sexual assault, I encourage you to reach out to our 100% confidential 24-hour hotline. That number is 715-834-9578. We have trained advocates ready to help.